It is unto you, Lord, that we are gathered tonight. And we shall see greater dimensions of your blessing and glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please have your seats. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. The subject of service is not meant for a month. It is a crucial part of the life of the believer. Kingdom service is our assignment and our attitude. Hallelujah. It is something that we must be involved in as long as we are on this earth. And we will never have an occasion where we'll go on break that we are no longer in service. We are sentenced to service. It's a lifetime thing. So whatever we are talking about in this month is not meant for June. It is meant for our lives as believers. And these are things that you've got to revisit over and over again. From Genesis to the end of the Bible, the book of Revelations, you will see service. It's all about service. Amen. When God created the man, he introduced the man to service. Immediately. It's been like that till now. It's just that service got corrupted. And now that we are born again and we are in the kingdom, we look at service from that perspective. So we are doing a reorientation of our attitude towards service. And this night I want to share briefly on two kinds of kingdom service. But I'm going to dwell much more on one than the other. Amen. Two kinds of kingdom service there is a service that we do on demand you are requested or required to do a particular thing and you respond to it and there is the service that is upon initiative is upon what? Personal initiative. And I will do much more on that one. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, the scripture says, Come now and let us reason together, see the Lord. Though your sons be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I'm interested in the first part of the statement. Come and let us reason together. Every time a call to service is made, 
it is in the light of that, the first part of that statement. Come and let us reason together if we will submit ourselves to that request. When the call is made, we want people to sweep this place. We want people to go for follow-up. We want people to go on evangelism. We are calling people to service. At that point, it is between you and whoever did the call, you reason together, why must I go? Why should I? So you begin to bring that service, that call onto your scale of activities. Is there room for this kind of thing? And most times that's what we do. When the call comes, we weigh the call. And then we begin to make excuses. Excuses are made because when we brought the thing in the light of our choices, it didn't carry much weight. Something else was placing a greater demand on us so we will go in for those things. So anytime you make an excuse, you are reasoning over the call to service. And we do such things often and often. That great story Jesus told. The king organized a party and sent um, invitations to people. Then they came in their numbers. Everyone with an excuse. They will go to a place I have just married. I need to go with my wife. I just bought a field that must be examined. They put the call on the scale of choices and references. When it is time to sow money in the kingdom, we put that on the scale of things that we believe our money should be doing. And so we come up with excuse. Sometimes we are persuaded by the way the call is placed to respond positively but our hearts are not in the service or maybe because of the way your pastor is if your pastor is like me who can scream at times on you say let me not allow this man to come and be shouting let me just go and do it now you are responding to the call but your heart is not in the service. And it has a huge impact upon the returns that normally should come to us from service. We don't serve for returns, but because God is gracious, our service attracts certain dimensions of favors. I've told you here before, I became a pastor not because I wanted to, but it was service that opened the door unto me. So when a demand is placed on you, how many of us are ready 
to embark on so and so and so assignment, so and so and so project. Sometimes the entire hall becomes quiet. It's not just here. We have seen that over and over again. What is happening? People have to bring that request you are making on their scale of preferences. Should I? Should I not? We reason with God. We reason over the things that we are supposed to be doing. Most times, they are not things that somebody should tell us to do. They are things that exist and they are meant for us to do. Who shall we send? And who shall go for us? It is a, a, a demand, a call that hangs in the realm of the atmosphere wherever believers are gathered. Who shall we send? And who shall go for So there are people you send, they don't go. They move, but they don't go. Let me tell you something about me as a child growing up. I was excited anytime I was sent. And I ran much more than I walked. So if you were going to send me somewhere and you did not give me the details before mentioning the place, you'll be surprised in the morning. As soon as I woke up, I'll be there. And then they ask him, why are you here? I said, my grandmother said I should come. And she forgot to tell me what. So I will now run back home to come and get the message. So I told my grandmother, anytime you want to send me, tell me what I'm going to do first before you mention the place. Otherwise, in the morning, I'm gone. But any time I didn't want to go, it didn't really matter how you put your situation. Time for farming, and I said I'm not going to farm on that day. Then I will give you excuse that will, you, you pity me. Because by the time you come to my bedside, and I'm shaking all over. My body is shaking, my body is shaking. Will you still drag me to the farm? But you know that by the time you return, some things will be missing in the house. Some eggs are gone. Some chicken maybe will be gone. You will meet a few portions of the chicken somewhere. And to me, it didn't mean anything. It is our own. You understand? It is our food now. So if I'm eating it, there's no problem. Okay, go to farm. We say you are sick. Now you have the power, the energy to cook and eat. My heart was not in the farm business that day. Most times, it is just a little sacrifice that we've got to make to be engaged in that call to service that we don't make. We don't do it. A little sacrifice. A little I told you the that time that it's very strange that people serve in the church and they are paid. And others serve that are not paid. There's no equity here. It's a mixed bag. But God has brought us to a point where service must flow from us naturally. 
Amen. Why? Because we are products of somebody else's service. It is service that Jesus rendered that brought us to where we are today. If he had said no, we would not be here. So we are products of service. Jesus came to assume a body, a position that was not his. He came to identify with us. He came to take the place where we are supposed to have been in punishment and in death. But he pushed us aside and said, I'm responsible for the sin that you committed. I take the punishment. I will die in your place. And as a result, we are here and we call ourselves Christians. We say we are children of God. And all the benefits that flow from the Father are the ones that we are enjoying on a daily basis. And we are very bold enough to confess our blessings and partake of the blessings. Because somebody served. A kind of service that's amazing. When you think about it, sometimes you begin to wonder. Was the reason why we said that the Christian service is love provoked? So when a demand, the call is made and you respond to it, you are going to serve because a call was made. If that call had not been made, possibly you wouldn't be doing anything. And several of us as believers, we wait for calls to make, be made. Even when we see a need, we don't respond to the need. We wait to be called to do it. It is very good. There is no way we can stop the demand, the call. Why? Because we do not know everything. And we do not see everything. But one who belongs to the second category is bound to see things that ordinary people don't see. And I'm coming to that. The infinite wisdom of God, his mind produces things that we, we need to do per time. And he unfolds such things to our leaders and they tell us to do those things. So some of them are things that you may not be able to picture. So there's no how we'll come to an end of that one. Okay, there'll be no more demand. We'll flow. No, 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 no. It will still be there. Yet there is a dimension, a greater dimension of our service that we flow into, not because somebody told us, but because our heart is in the matter. And when your heart is in the matter, God reveals things to you. He makes you see things and you do those things. I have told people over and over again, when you pick on a person, let's say I pick on Lawrence, and I said, I want to be praying, interceding for this, my brother, on a daily basis. And I pray for him, and keep on praying for him. It's not as if we talk. No, we are not talking. 
but I have set my love upon him that I want to make sure things are well with this man, brother, in his business, his quest for a life partner, amen, and subsequent marriage. And so I'm praying concerning his work. I'm praying concerning his spiritual life. When I keep on doing that, I'll get to a point where God will reveal things that concern his life to me. Why? Because my heart is in his matter. God will not hide. He will reveal the things to me. So I can keep on praying for him. Supporting, standing with him to ensure he succeeds. And that's why I keep on saying that the believer's prayer is nothing more than intercession. What are you praying for when all things have been given to you? Your prayer is, is just confession. Expressing your faith in that which has been done. And then you are walking in it. But if there's any serious prayer outside the things that concern your life, it is intercession for the kingdom. Kingdom work. People who are involved in it. Your brethren, their congregation, the local assembly you belong to, and so on and so forth. And sincerely speaking, you can do this intercession on a daily basis till Jesus comes because there is always something to pray about something to pray about I was privileged to um, head a district a district of uh, how many were there churches about 12 of them 11 or 12 and they were large churches and we went visiting other districts outside our own to see the state of the pastors especially those in the rural areas and we went to one place and what we saw it was all tears the situation was so bad that the pastor and the wife could not keep their child with them in that place. They had to send the child to Lagos to be with their grand- grandmother. Because the atmosphere there was something else. And they were there. The road to where he lives was said that if anybody intended to attack him on the natural, there was a place, a particular spot that somebody could hide and harm him or harm anybody. So they are exposed to risk and to great challenges, especially in the rural areas. And we are here in Accra. Uber is available. You'll be able to have some means to go somewhere. Even when they say where you are living is so bad, some amenities are available. They are, they are not far from your reach. Can you easily get them? But there are people, you go to the boundary, the border between Ghana and and um, and um, what do you call that place? Burkina Faso, and you go to see people who are naked in this same Ghana. The kind of water they drink, if they give you that water, you would believe God. You will have to believe God and lay hands quietly before you drink. But people are there with the gospel. 
And you think we don't have a prayer to pray? To intercede for those people? To send them some clothing? The extra that we have, the shoes we are not wearing? Some of these shoes, some of these dresses can go for service. They are tokens of what? Service. That could go to places where people have need of them. Believing God that a time is going to come when they also will be able to get their thing fresh and give to others. So we have so much about intercession to do. We can do that. But all I said was this. When your heart is in a matter, there will be a communication between you and the Spirit of God concerning what you should be doing per time. So one, when there is a call to service. A call. I would wish, it's my expectation, that the assembly should graduate from waiting for calls to the point of initiative. Any what? Initiative. That you are so consumed with the kingdom that you are always searching and asking the Lord, what next? What, what? What next? What? You know, Apostle Paul, when he had the encounter with the Lord on the road to I mean, to Damascus, the question was, what would you have me to do? Lord, what would you have me do? What is it that you want me to do? That was his submission to the Lord. Just tell me anything you want me to do, I'm ready, does it? But can we also be saying to the Lord, well, what is there for me to do? There's a contribution I have to make into the work. I, I love where it has got into. I believe it can go further than where it is. What is next? Show me what must be done. When your heart is in the matter, then you will see issues that you must tackle and God will make provisions for you. Colossians and chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Is it there? If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are where? Above. Where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Yes. Set your affection on things above, not things on the earth. Can you quickly give me First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1 and 2? First Chronicles chapter 29. And verses 1 and 2. Furthermore, David the king said unto the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God had chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Verse 2. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God, the gold for things to be made of gold and the silver for things of silver and the brass for things of brass and iron for things of iron and wood for things of wood. Onion stones and stones to be set, glistering stones and, the, and of diverse colors and all manner of precious stones. 
and marble stones in abundance. Yes, next verse. Moreover, now take note of this. Moreover, because I have set my affection, I have set what? My affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Yes. Even 3,000 talents of gold and of the gold of Ophiel and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with that and so on and so forth. Go back to three. The propelling force is in this. Because I have set my affection to the house of, the, of my God, I have of my own proper good, not what the assembly has given, but my own, my private treasure, I have given such. And he says, because I have set my affection and Apostle Paul is saying here in Colossians chapter 3 he is saying that set your, your affection upon the things that are where? That are above. Because I have set my affection. Where is your heart? He said where a man's treasure is that is where his heart also is. What do you treasure in life? Is it the kingdom or the things that are meant for your carnal possession or carnal use? So, so two people may give, but one is motivated by the affection that he has for God's work and for which reason he is always thinking about what next to do. And will not consult with anyone about what he wants to do in the kingdom. He wouldn't need anybody's thank you. And nobody's God bless you. And nobody's encouragement. He is only encouraged by the affection that he has put in the kingdom. And he says to us in clear terms. Set your affection if ye then be, be reasoned with Christ seek those things which are where above where Christ seated on the right hand of God set your affection on things above not on things on the earth that is how the initiative comes a desire to do your will O God I come in the volume of this book to do your will. I desire to do it. It is between you and your father. So you are kingdom minded and kingdom conscious so much that out of your own personal treasure you carry 
it's not just money. You carry your skill, your money, your time, your talent, whatever thing that is ascribed to you as you have, you present all before him in his kingdom, ready to work at any time. That is how you can spend time to pray for the church because your affection is on the church, on the kingdom. That is why you out of the abundance or the little you have, carry a little portion and give to other people to ensure they are also comfortable and happy. That is why you can take from your purse money that you need and place at the disposal of God. That is how you can get up in the morning and say, Lord, even today, I know I'm going to be very busy, but I am devoting this one hour to you. Order my steps. I want to talk about Jesus to somebody. Before I go to my own work, because the work is yours. But this one hour is for the kingdom. Let me sow this seed in the kingdom. And I move out. Pray in the spirit and rejoice in the Lord. And God begins to take us one person to the other. We are doing this one not because we are told to do it. But because we have set our affection on the kingdom. And you can never miss your blessing. The reward that flows from that mountain of service. Do not miss it. When your heart is in the kingdom, you'll be able to cut down on the number of hours that you waste. That you what? Waste. In greetings and talking. So when you say good morning to somebody, and the next question is, how are you doing? The Lord bless you. It's a great day for you. Is it not enough? Is that not enough? Must you not begin to talk and talk and over talk? You know what I'm over talking? The over talk is where you begin to talk about people. Not with the intent of helping them, but you see the things that you are displeased with. And you talk and talk and talk. And we fall that temptation so easily. And that same time could have been used for something more profitable. Hallelujah. We were chatting yesterday. So I went to visit Jonah. Who? Jonah. I wanted to ask him a few questions. And ask him the lessons he learned from all the things that he did. And I was in that place for 45 minutes. I finished reading. I did my meditation on that one. And then I got out. My wife did not know. My daughter didn't know. Nobody knows what I did. The moment the name came to me, I needed to go and talk with him. Jonah, is there anything you want to teach me today? When your heart is in this kingdom, you are always out. initiative when you enter the hall here and your heart is in this business you want to look around to see if there's anything 
that you can touch. Anything you can do what? You can touch. You look around, look around, look around. Oh, these seats are getting dirty. You don't go to pastor and say, excuse me, sir, the seats are getting dirty and it's important for us to announce it in church that people should come. Who are the people? Which people are you talking about? If you make it a duty to tidy up these, these seats, you can be doing that for one week. Every time you come, you touch 20 of them and then you keep on doing it. Before long, you are, you are done. When you start doing it, God will bring other people to join you do it. Why must you go to ask the pastors you announce in church? Uh, brethren, because of the dust around this area, our seats are getting dirty. Can't you see? This, this is, is it? Check for me. It's not dirty. Say it's dirty. So can we come on Saturday to do it? Yes, sir, I will come. It's a lie. That yes, I will come. By the time they come, you will know how many of them their yes, sirs were through. If they were true, 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 yes, sir, you will know. But when it is you that is moved because you, 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 are, you care, you won't even get tired when you are doing it. You won't allow anything to obstruct you. There is nothing that can change your mind. Two kinds of giving. A demand is made. An initiative is put in into work or put to work initiative. How many of you know the story of this woman and her husband? Around whose area the prophet used to go around his circuit visits. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was. That as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. The story goes down from there. Then one day, the woman told the husband, I believe that this man is a prophet of God. Let us make a place for him where he can come in and rest, maybe spend the night we build a house on the wall or by the wall, provide mattress, bed a mattress for him, put a table there, put a candlestick and put whatever is there to make sure that he will feel comfortable and be able to study when he comes around and be able to pray. When he's tired to just walk in here and then, and then, and then, and then rest. Nobody told that woman. This is a man of God. And the husband, a good husband, supported her. And it was done. And they brought Elisha into it. This is your place. Anytime you pass through here, this is where you belong. And the Bible says, this woman had been barren for long. No child. Now this service brought her to a realm of glory. The shame was taken away from her. The man of God one day said to the servant, who was that servant? Who? 
Gehazi, you know much about this Gehazi. Eh? He's a wonderful man. He said, go and call this woman for me. Find out what she needs. Because when he asked the woman, the woman said he didn't need anything. He was among her people. She was rich and all that. And so it didn't anything. She, forgot. she had given up on this issue of childbirth. Given up on it. She was tired. And Gehazi found out that she didn't have a child and came and told the prophet. And he said, in the time of life, around this time, you are going to have a child. And he said, man of God, don't lie. Don't lie to me. I have heard all these things before. Just like some of you usually say. They are always saying things. They are always saying things. So you are lifted. You are blessed. This week is a glorious week for you. We will be hearing the thing. We will see. How will you see when your heart is not there? Whether she believes it or not, it didn't really matter because God wanted to show her a blessing. And indeed, the woman got pregnant and gave birth. And then we are told that one day, the child died. And this woman carried the child and dropped the child on the bed where Elisha had been sleeping. And now decided to go and, and tell the man. You know the story very well. So the first blessing that came to the woman was the majestic presence of God in her home. And then the fruit of the womb. This child died and God used Elisha to bring the child back to life. That was not the end. In chapter 8 of that same book, there was going to be famine in the land. And God told this prophet, go and tell this woman, this Shunammite woman, that he should just go, leave the land, there's going to be famine, there will be lack and want in the land, he should just move to where these things will not affect her. And then she went. And once away for a number of years, when the situation changed, she came back. And when she came, she decided to go for her the produce of her land while she was away. What kind of thing is that? At the time that she was going, the king was asking this Gehazi man to tell him the story of that woman. And he was telling the king the story. And the woman appeared and he said, this is the woman that I'm talking about. And the king ordered that the produce of the land, all the period that she had been away, be calculated and given back to her. Can you beat God in giving? An initiative that came from a, a loving heart, one that loved the Lord God. She was not a Jew, but she recognized that this man was a man of God. Hallelujah. Maybe from the dressing of the man, maybe any time he was called to the house, he prayed before eating, maybe something. God exempted the woman 
from hardship, from famine, from lack and want. He said, the righteous shall be fed fat even in times of famine. He won't lack any good thing. And that woman enjoyed that one because of service. Your service will open some strange doors to you. But you are not bribing God. It's not a question of God, I'm going to do work in the house. In your house. Make sure that you do something. Just do something. Do something. Do something. Let your heart be in the kingdom. Be so kingdom minded, kingdom conscious that you are always ready to put something into the kingdom. Our calculations are too much. If I give this thing out, what will happen in the house? If you keep that thing, what will happen in the house? <laughs> or what will not happen in the house? Is there anybody here whose money is enough? That your salary is enough? They so pay you that you don't need anything at all. Everything, your money is enough to give you everything. Anybody here like that? The president of Ghana is not the highest earner in Ghana. There are some who earn much more than he does. It doesn't really matter how much they are earning. Even if they, they share, they divide the, the entire income of Ghana into four and give that portion to you every month, you will still be in need. You will still be what? You need. But there is where to be. There is where? Where to be that you enjoy the unceasing flow of providence, divine provisions, unceasing flow. It is in the area of service in the kingdom. Love motivated service. Kingdom motivated service. I have. With all my might. With what? It was David that made me to see that giving is work. With all my might. And I understood what he said. Because every giving is resisted. Even if it is one, one city you want to give the resistance. Suddenly this man will just get up. This man, called flesh, will get up and open the book to you. Don't forget, one plus one is two. Two plus one is three. If you add another one, four. If you keep on adding before you know you have hundred. And your school fees, your child's school fees, these days they have increased the price of uh, lactogen and fuel too has gone up. Listening to your car when you move. It's like brass band. You think that's how your car is sounding. If people walk by the car, they can be dancing because there's music coming out of the car. He will let you know it. And then tell you that as every single city that you have, every single person is very, very important. You can't let go. So just keep it, and there are others in the church who will give. And he will begin to mention some names to you. So these people, they, 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 they have already made their name in church that they give. So they will, they will bring it. Your time is not yet. A time will come when God begin to bless you and then you can also begin to manifest. But for now, you need the money. And then you will sit down there and the devil talks with you. 
and then you nod your head. There is reason in what you are saying. There is reason. I will wait. When salary comes this month, I will give something. And when salary comes, you look at the money that comes and Satan begins to give you expenditure. So there's always contention. You need your might, your spiritual might <laughs> that you have developed over the years. It would love for the kingdom that you give without looking at the devil no matter what he does. You don't even look at him. When he talks, leave him alone. He will get tired. He will stop. With his might. Resisting everything. Just to take a step towards kingdom building. It is an initiative. It must come from you. If your treasure is in the kingdom, your heart will also be there. And when your heart is there, your treasure will go there. And your heart will keep on going because your treasure is mounting over there. And as you give, that's how it is. It keeps on growing. If you cannot pay tithe over a hundred cities that you got, you will never be able to pay tithe when you get one million. So it's not because your money is small. It's because your heart is far away from the things of God. Come and let us reason together. Where is your heart? Where do you place God? Who is God to us? What is his kingdom to us? What is more important than our needs or the needs of others? Friends, it is not by might. It's not by power. It is by what? By the Spirit of God. What He says that you respond to. That is what brings a change. That's what brings a lifting. It is raining everywhere. Those who have planted seed very soon will harvest. It's raining everywhere. But there are some whose seeds are not on the soil not in the soil not on the earth they are in plates they are where in plates plate plate pe plate plates are you warm your ears might not hear about a new restaurant somewhere you must go and explore There is one banku joint at this place. Where, where exactly is it? Where exactly? Where? Because I went that way yesterday. I didn't see anything. Where is it now? And they show you in the evening. You <laughs> just organize yourself with one short nicker. <laughs> because it's going to be a battle between you and the food. So you need a special wear. Your short nicker and your sleeveless top. You enter moto. Put air condition. They go. Where are you going? I want to see this thing they are talking about. You go there one week. Then somebody comes to say, Brother, I tell you yesterday, I went somewhere. Mm -mm, I wish you were there. I've gone places, but where we went yesterday is amazing. Hey! So places like this exist. And we don't know. Which place is that? 
one tilapia pepper soup. You need to be there. At that moment, you suspend your budget. And then you carry money in your pocket. You won't even tell your wife. The men, they won't tell their wives. On the way, Satan will ask one girl to call you. One girl. And then, uh, Brother Daniel, where are you? They said there's one tilapia joint somewhere. I just want to go and see how it is. So, can I come? Can I come? Okay, I, I've gone to so You meet me at this point. I'll pick you and then we'll go and see how it is like. Your wife is in the house. The children are troubling her. There is no one to help her. But you are pursuing tilapia. And you are helping one girl to enjoy tilapia. And when she finishes the tilapia, you become the next tilapia. Rest your feet.